Aquarius friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Aquarius March 2024 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. This is for you if Aquarius is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Aquarius placement you're listening for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Aquarius friend, so birthdays like February 15th through the rest of the sign, or Aquarius placements 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Pisces report as your very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. So yes, hello, I'm back on camera. Great to, I guess, be seen by you is what's happening here. It's been a long time. So I'm excited to be able to connect with you this way. I've had many requests for me to come back on camera. I've had a doozy of a you know, last over a year and it's been a little bit more difficult for me to get on here, but I'm excited to be back now. And we've got a lot to talk about. March is a very exciting month. So as usual with my work, we're going to take it layer by layer. My intention for this report is to help maximize your understanding of the energetic potentials so you can align with the starry rhythms and the natural rhythms of the universe and have the best possible time easily and gracefully flowing through any challenges since you'll understand them beforehand and making the most of the amazing possibilities and potentials and aligning your efforts for the most outcome. All right, so let's take it piece by piece. I'm going to periodically throw the chart on. Um, I'm not gonna be writing on the chart actively, but if you want to follow along, you'll be able to take a peek. And um, and even in the podcast version, I'll put the uh, chart as the thumbnail there. So if you want to have a peek at the chart, then you can do that. Okay, so the first thing to know about this month that's very exciting. Well, actually, first, let me talk about the theme of this month. I'm calling the theme of the month for Aquarius Stellar Horizons. We've got Venus and Mars in your sign. It's rare that they're there. It's rare that they're there together. So we'll talk about that. And we also have an eclipse in the element that matches yours. So that means you're going to get a trine from this eclipse. So it's very exciting. We'll talk about eclipse season and we'll talk about what you can expect from that. Plus we have more to talk about. Okay, so first thing we wanna say is we have more than double the great aspects compared to what I call the salty ones where the planets don't get along. So this month we don't have an overabundance of many aspects. It's not very busy in the sky. It's busy from the eclipse. We've got other layers of things, but the actual aspects are much fewer and most of the ones we have are sweet. So that's going to add a layer to our experience that will have some truth for people. And depending on what's going on in your chart, hopefully it won't be negated. The next important thing to know is that we are still in that grand first open period free from personal planet retrogrades and their shadow periods that began on January 21st and goes through March 20th. If you've watched any of my other reports, then you may also know that we do also have a very exciting occurrence starting from January 27th through May 2nd, where all the outer planets are going direct. So I did do a separate um, report on that. You can look for Cosmic Green Lights, Andy Botticelli, and you can find that one. That's on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's going to sync over to the podcast or not. I have to, to see about that. But in any case, that bigger period of time where all the planets are going direct, we can narrow that in to the smaller period of time from January 27th through March 21st when all the planets are going direct and we're free from the personal planet retrograde shadow periods. Okay, so what that means is it's the best time to take action, to have unimpeded flow for momentum, to plan important things, to strategize for clarity. This is a great time to schedule things. This is a great time to make important life decisions, big sales, big purchases, big commitments, mergers, launches, everything is amazing. That energy will start to shift after March 20th, even though the outer planets will still be going direct until May 2nd, 
we will definitely feel the shift when the Mercury shadow period begins at that time. So we basically got two different profiles in March. Until March 20th, it's go, 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 which is kind of ironic, right? Because it's in Pisces energy, which is usually like, stay, 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 feel, 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 right? So it's like we've got one layer of stars saying go, go, go until March 20th, when right around then the sun moves into Aries and has its own layer of go, 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 right? So there will be a different storyline as we move into Aries. There will be like a bull in a china shop type of energy that is in the last third of the month where there's this rambunctiousness and then the obstacles come, okay? So it's like you will be able to do some actions, but they are going to be specialized. And we'll talk about that more um, in April, but to give you a sneak peek now because it's starting, you'll want to take action on the smaller things that are around you. Okay, so until March 20th, take action on the big things. After March 20th, we want to tone down our visions a bit and just do the pile on your desk, the broken dishwasher, the thing that you have to glue together, you know, of the cup that broke, you know, the maintenance, you know, to your water septic or whatever, you know, so it's like, the actions will continue, but the type of actions that will be best will shift. So you can do all of those, you know, actions I listed for the end of the month at the beginning of the month too. You can do anything in that time, but we get more kind of closer to us, less in the future, less far away from us as we move into that retrograde. And then we start to move into the stay in your web and let food come to you energetic versus the first three weeks of the month, which is go out and make as many webs as possible far and wide, do everything, you know, try everything, throw everything out there, make things happen, and then start to come into your nest and let things come to you. All right. So that will be an important, um, you know, shift to understand. Okay. Next big piece here, transformation time. Eclipse season has begun. We already really started eclipse season in January because the season for eclipses begins four to six weeks and sometimes more before the actual eclipse. So we've got the eclipse on March 25th, five degrees of Libra. That's the one that's going to make the nice aspect for you. We'll get to that. Then we've got the solar eclipse at 19 degrees of Aries on April 8th. That will also still be influencing now at this time, right? Because with that four to six, sometimes more week window before and after, you're definitely going to be feeling both the eclipses this month. So non-negotiable changes, major beginnings, major endings, major drama for better or worse, exciting manifestation, you know, um, shifting around of energy. So what we see at eclipse time is I always like to explain this as the principle of energy that says energy is not created nor destroyed, neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. We really see that at eclipse time, a grandparent passes away and a grandbaby is born all in the same period of time, you know, and I know, I know my grandpa uh, passed away when I was born. You know, there's like, there's a lot of this that happens and it tends to, in the eclipse season, tends to escalate more, you know, the shifting around of energy and um, the end of something, the beginning of something else, and space wants to be cleared. You clear the space on your desk and then you turn around and it's full again, right? So space wants to be filled and at the eclipse time, space is made and then space is filled. And sometimes the space is made first and then it's filled. Sometimes, you know, the thing goes away first and then you have to wait for it to be filled. But that is kind of the story of eclipses. So very big karmic storylines that are happening. Now, the storylines have to do with me versus we, Aries versus Libra. This started in early 2023 and this goes to early 2025. Really the first half of 2023 through the first half of 2025 is the, is the zone of influence. Changes to your personal 
um, beliefs to your physical body, to relationships, me versus we, all of those things are going to happen. And you will see that happen at this time, because even though the Aries eclipse is until April, we're going to be feeling it now. And we have the Libra eclipse this month, which means new energy in, well, actually old energy being cleared. The lunar eclipse tends to clear out energy in relationship, but then it sparks the new energy. So something coming to a dramatic ending or closure or manifestation in your relationship space. It could be the meeting of a divine partner. You know, it could be the ending of a relationship. It could be the ending of a chapter because let's say now you've gotten married and now the chapter of you not being married closed. You know, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could be an exciting thing that's progressive. So maybe you're about to have a child. And so your chapter of not having a child with your partner is closed, you know, so it can be bittersweet. It doesn't have to be negative, but it is tending to be, you know, it does tend to be dramatic. Now let's go to the layer. Um, we've got a couple of other layers here. So the next layer I want to talk about is the fact that it trines your placement. So a trine is 120 degree angle. It's the most favorable angle in more in all of astrology. Whenever you have this type of angle, it tends to bring harmony and blessings. Now, if you are an early degree Aquarius, so that's going to be January born. So, you know, basically all the January born, but the closer you are to 25 um, or the closer you are to five degrees, that's going to be, you know, the sun doesn't move into Aquarius on the same day each year. That's why I give you a range of dates because there aren't, there's not exactitude with this. You'd have to see your exact chart. But if you're born in that zone, you know, like the, the 28th, somewhere around there, you're getting the biggest kiss from this. But if you're an Aquarius that's not in the January born zone or the zero to 10 degree zone, don't worry. This is available for everyone. And everyone still has Mars and Venus in Aquarius, which is adding more juiciness. Okay, so we've got all those layers. So you can check all that out. Now, I do have some other resources I want to refer you to to understand um, the eclipses more. The first thing to know, let's see, is you can look for Annie Botticelli YouTube homepage eclipse playlist. Okay. I'm working on getting this on my site to make it easier for you to find. Um, I don't know if I'll have that dealt with by, by the time, um, by the time this is up, but you can try it. AnnieHelpsYou.com forward slash eclipses. Um, and if it's not up yet, then you can find the eclipse playlist on YouTube. So you will look for eclipses in Libra. You will look for eclipses in the ninth house or eclipses in Sagittarius because that's Sagittarius house. That will be very specific for Aquarius. Okay. And you can look for eclipses in Aries because that's going to be the next eclipse and it's, you know, it's happening now. And you can look for eclipses in Gemini or the third house, because that's where the April eclipse will be. So you can get really nice and prepared to understand all the energetic potentials that I can think of um, for how this may manifest for you. To better understand the eclipse cycles and how they may manifest for you and the types of storylines that can come up and an ongoing evolution of your storylines within these is to look back to the times in the past when these eclipses happened before. So I told you we're doing 2023, early 2023 to mid 2025. Prior to that, 2014 to 2016, we had the same eclipse cycle. Prior to that, 2004 to 2006. Prior to that, 1995 to 1997, if you were around then. And so it doesn't mean that all the things that happened in those times will happen again, because remember, there are different planetary 
occurrences happening at each of those junctures that could have been influencing things that happened at those times as well. But the storylines, just pay attention to the storylines, you know, of the me, we, you know, and the other um, levels specific to the sign um, of the houses, you know, those storylines of of where those patterns of storyline happened in those time frames to give you a better understanding of what's in process now. Okay. All right. So now the next layer is the eclipse will happen in the ninth house. The ninth house is the house of Sagittarius. So that means some closure, some fruition, some culmination, some manifestation having to do with teaching. Maybe you're finishing an education program with learning. Maybe you've ended something and now you're beginning the next step. Maybe you finished school and you're starting to actually teach different countries, different cultures, different languages, international things, visa, immigration, anything having to do with publishing, writing, speaking, even spiritual pursuits, people who are very involved in their spiritual um, beliefs, you know, through teaching, whether it's, you know, denominational or non-denominational, all of that can come to a head at this time. If you're learning a language, you may have a major milestone. So anything having to do with that. Sagittarius also rules creative solutions. And since this isn't a nice angle for you, it's possible that you may have some sort of creative solution for a challenge that has been giving you trouble. So the eclipses, dramatic beginnings, endings, tests, karmic experiences, clearing out of negative karma, opening up of new possibilities. Okay, so let's talk about Mars and Venus in Aquarius. We've got... Um, you know, a while more of that happening this month, and then things will shift. But for now, you've got the power of ambition, of oomph, of action, of taking the bull by the horns, going for you, and you have this happening during a time that's very action-filled. You have Venus, which rules love and beauty and relationships and money, and that's in your sign too. So kisses from my grandma Marge, as I always like to call Venus. She embodies to me the energetic of Venus, you know, she would always kiss me on the mouth, be so excited to see me, tell me how beautiful I am, slip me some money, give me a meatball, and take me in her comfy house that always smelled like food, right? So this is like the embodiment of Venus. And so you get kissed by Grandma Marge when Venus is going through your sign. Okay, so those placements are moving through your first house, and this brings the energetic back to your physical body. Also your image, also your identity, how you look, anything like that. We, of course, want to also mention, and we'll be talking about this for over 20 years, that Pluto is back in Aquarius. It has been for a little bit, and that, that's a big deal. So if you're in the early part of Aquarius, so birthdays, you know, 20, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, you're going through major, major, major transformation, a major karmic cycle, a major burning up of things and growth of new things. Um, and everyone over the next 20 years will go through this, but you all at the beginning there, you're really feeling it. So I just want to acknowledge that. And you have been feeling it over the last year or two as Pluto has been dancing along that line, you know, or it's actually could have been even more than that. So it's really been, um, you know, very intense. I've been having a Pluto transit with you because my moon is at late degree Capricorn, almost Aquarius. So I know how intense it is. So if you've been going through it, this could be why. It doesn't just bring challenging things. So if you've been experiencing challenges, it can definitely bring the regeneration and the new stuff and the Phoenix rising from the ashes. But even if you're not in that early degree um, area, Pluto in your sign is still giving you your own nuclear power plant for manifestation for decades. Okay, so this is, you know, a force that's not going to go away and you can use the power for destruction or you can use the power for creation and that's going to be part of your journey. 
Okay, so we also have very strong Pisces energy this month. It's the strongest force from the perspective of the personal planets. High emotion, adaptability, compassion, uh, spirituality, intuition. I like the blending of the action-oriented energies that I've been sharing with you um, with this intuitive, emotional energy because that, to me, speaks to inspired action, where intuition can guide our action, where maybe logic and strategy can be involved, sure, but intuition will reign supreme, and when we make the decisions based on the synchronicity and based on the feeling that we get, again, in our physical body, you know, our, the universe is talking to us through how we feel. Our body is talking to us through symptoms. So the more we get familiar with the language that it's speaking, the more we can translate it and have an active, you know, open communication with our bodies, with ourselves, with our minds, with the universe. Um, and this is a really, really great time for inspired action. We've got, if you look, I've seen in the second house of the, um, you know, the full second house where all those Pisces energies are. We've got long-term energies, Saturn and Neptune there, but we've got short-term energies too. So this is all bringing focus to your finances, to your money sector, to your value as the work that you do and the value of it. it has to do with your material items. It has to do with your connection to the earth and the natural rhythms and the cycles. It can be involved with making things physically with your hands. It can be creating, building things, you know, um, businesses, gardens, anything that has to do with the creation process is ruled by that Taurian storyline. Some challenges that can come up with strong Pisces energy include indecisiveness, escapism, and procrastination. So we've got a lot of stories of go, 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 go. We've got Pisces saying stay, 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 stay. And where we can meet a nice happy medium is in inspired action. Okay, so when you get that catalyst, feel that catalyst, feel it in your body, it could be time to take action and the universe can very readily support that. The eclipse is also a major trigger that can help push through procrastination because it will create necessity. Um, the, the eclipses can create necessity and where you have to act out of necessity. So all of that is well supported. Now it's the days around March 25th that the actual eclipse occurs. So look out for special things there. Sometimes we also see special timing to weeks, two-ish weeks before and after, there's like a hot spot. Four weeks before and after, there's a hot spot. Um, but really manifestation for that whole, you know, the whole two years and then with another timeline getting kind of bubbly from January, um, you know, into kind of building and then March and April being the strongest and then kind of like after May and then into June, it just settles down again. So uh, there are Let's see, there's a few aspects I want to tell you about, and then I'll refer you to a place where you can see more about aspects that will be um, affecting you. March 9th, we've got kind of nasty aspect between Mars in Aquarius um, and Uranus in Taurus. So in probably at least five days before March 4th through March um, 15th or so, we've got you know, the strongest manifestation from this. So just guard your physical body, don't antagonize people who are on edge, Look out for surprises, look out for falling objects, try to not do anything reckless, you know, just be extra careful. Sometimes this can result in a shock that creates action, that's a catalyst for action, and that could be something, you could turn it into something positive. 
We also have three aspects that are great with Venus on the 1st, the 24th, and the 28th. So again, Grandma Marge coming in, blessings in the days around those days. So that's exciting. If you want to see more about those Venus aspects, more about my be awareful and careful aspects and more uh, wonderful aspects that I love, plus some neutral ones that could go either way, definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, put your email address and name in there. You'll get the welcome letter. You'll have the archive link. You can go to the archives, um, depending on when you sign up. If I haven't sent the March 2024 astrology yet, um, you know, it will come out at the end of... Um, let's see, the end of January, that will have been out. So depending on when you're watching this and you can find anything in the archives, you can also see all of my free offerings there at AnnieHelpsYou.com, including, you can also see my paid offerings, including my astrology certification course, becoming a professional astrologer mastery course. So you can see that at AnnieHelpsYou.com or you can go straight to the page at BeAstroPro.com, BeAstroPro.com. If you want to learn astrology, for your own purposes or for professional purposes. If you want to earn money as an astrologer, that is my specialty. I've been doing that successfully for decades. You know, to make your living and make a very good living from astrology is kind of a rare thing, but I know how to do it and I can teach you how. So you can check that out at theastropro.com. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.